It's 12 Enough, Season 11, Episode 12, with your host, Jonathan Malone, and guest host, Eric Carlson. 12 Enough is a podcast about Christian faith and culture in the modern age. Your host, Jonathan Malone, is the pastor of the First Baptist Church of East Greenwich, Rhode Island. Eric Carlson is a teacher of English at a local high school. He does the hard work, the good work, the honest and real work. This podcast is brought to you by Songs in the Key of C Major, because in C Major, it's triumphant, it's wonderful, it's how Beethoven ended his fifth symphony. C Major! Hooray! And by One Goat. One Goat. And we're back. I I don't know what to say about my sponsors. I mean, they pay, and I'm happy for that. But they seem to be getting odder and odder. C major and one goat? I don't know. Um, so I did this. I had this conversation with Eric Carlson. I, I've met Eric in uh, coffee shops. Uh, here in East Greenwich, you know, sometimes I actually talk to people in coffee shops. I don't just bury my head in my computer and do work. Um, I say, hello, you look interesting. Tell me about yourself. And usually they say, I'm going to go sit over here now. But every now and again, someone like Eric says, why, I think I am interesting. I will tell you about myself. And then he'll say, because Eric is a polite person, and tell me about you. You look interesting, too. These are how conversations happen in Rhode Island. We are a stiff and awkward people who don't really know how to have just general, um, you know, discourse with each other. So anyways, I got to meet Eric and got to know about him and learned that he's a pastor's kid and um, teaches English, loves Steinbeck, uh, but also has this deep love of music, really deep and encyclopedic love and has a good podcast, um, Cut X Cut podcast. Um, I really enjoy it. Check it out. And uh, I said, what do you want to talk about if you wanted to talk about music? And he said, the mountain goats. Now, I am a middle-aged white man, so I should be listening to the mountain goats. Uh, and I hadn't yet, so I really am glad that Eric introduced me to them because that introduced me to um, this you know, wonderful group. Um, it's John Darnielle and his backup band and just what they offer. And there is a lot of good theology that goes on. So here's another one of my music podcasts. This is a third one, I think. Fourth one, maybe? I don't know. But uh, we'll be talking about the mountain goats, about the songs of John Darnielle. I'll be putting some in, um, just enough of the music so I can give you a sense of what it is we're talking about, but not so much that I'm going to be infringing on copyright laws, uh, those kinds of things. Please don't sue us, John Darnielle. We, we really have the best intentions at heart. So I hope you enjoy this conversation I had with Eric Carlson. I'm here with Eric Carlson. Um, Eric is an uh, English teacher. I was going to say professor. I want to make you a professor. You're wearing that nice tweed vest. You look very professorial. It is my goal in life to be a professor. Oh, okay. But 
falling short of that to commonly be mistaken for one. So right. you're, you're all right there. Good, That's good. Great. And yeah. not to denigrate what you do, because Eric's an English teacher yeah. at Pilgrim High School in the um, great town of Warwick, Rhode Island. He also uh, is one of the co-hosts of the podcast Cut X uh, Cut podcast, which is a fantastic podcast. I am a, a loyal listener. I really enjoy it. I enjoy the deep cuts. Uh, you just did Paul's Boutique. Yes. And brought me back to college days. Uh, so I enjoyed that, but it's good to have you here on the show. Um, and we are here in First Baptist Church in a room I've never recorded in. I'm trying this out, and I'm just even as we're doing this, I'm noticing all the echoes. It's a sense of gravitas, like what we're right? saying has has deep impact and yeah, meaning. You yeah. know, why there isn't a photography crew here like taking pictures of this? This I is a know. moment. Right. This is something that is really exceptional yeah. and will be uh, talked about in podcasting circles. <laughs> For hours to come. For hours. Hours, hours Just, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so this is going to be, I think, my third music-focused podcast. I did the first one with Van Morrison, Moondance. Yes. Um, which is a fine album, a, a, a really good album. I'm I came say. into Van Morrison real late in life, like two years ago. Same with me, with, the pod, with my recording of that episode. Yeah, <laughs> and... Uh, but Astro, I'm an Astral Weeks fan. I, I, that really grabs I still me. need to get to that, but that was I, it was my brother's choice, and he said, no, 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 screw yep. Astral Weeks. We're doing Moondance. That's he a it. bold choice for yeah. a Van Morrison fan. Listen I, to the episode. Yeah. I encourage that. And then I did the, the Johnny Cash episode with Travis Norville, and, and you got to listen to that. So I listened. I'm an avid listener. I can't oh, say I'm fantastic. caught up on everything. Well, Clearly okay. missing the Morrison, uh, Van Morrison one. <laughs> But the cash one, there was a moment where it was you or Travis said, I consider, I divided cash between Old Testament and oh, New Testament. Right, right. And honestly, that revelation was, no pun intended, was fantastic. Yeah, that must have been Travis then. I don't usually make those kind of brilliant. <laughs> you sell yourself short, <laughs> but you're right there keeping up, and that's important. And so today we're doing John Darnell. Yes. Of the Mountain Goats. Correct. Right. But I think all the songs that you sent me are Mountain Goat songs, right? So John Darnielle is the Mountain Goats. He is. Um, it stems back from the early 90s, and it was sort of okay. his joke when he would get on stage doing either open mics or small venues. Hi, I'm John Darnielle. I'm the Mountain Goats. Uh, and then start playing. Okay. So people would expect a rollout of a band. Like me. I expected... Yeah. Precisely. And I thought maybe he does a solo album here and there. No, nope, Not nope. so much. Yeah, it started back with uh, cassette recordings, just him and his Panasonic uh, PX500. So cassettes, folks, are um, a little bit of tape that have magnetic qualities to them, and somehow they magically hold on to the sound and then release it if you give it the right machine. Correct. That's, yes. the, that's the technical response. Um, I believe they are the fourth main character in the TV show <laughs> Mind Hunter. Uh, so if you're a Mind Hunter fan, the thing that they're constantly pressing down on during the interviews yeah. is a cassette recorder. Okay. Yeah. So that's good. It's just right after wax cylinder. It goes wax cylinder, cassette, and then vinyl. Uh, yes. Well, I think it's yeah. And all of that is after just flat out memorizing it. 
Right. Right. You you know the whole album in your head. Right. Right. And people then you move would, into wax. Yeah. Cylinder. People used the mouth harp. Yeah. To. Uh, I believe it was Edison. <laughs> Edison was who, known for his mouth harp abilities. He was an amazing blues man, which is why he recorded it all. Uh, this is all a lie. I'm sorry. I can't even continue that. Yeah, right. Edison, Edison as, as a blues man, is he just was, a fantastic yeah. thought. So, but yeah, so uh, so he started, John Arneal started with I'm cassettes. Sorry. Now it's in my head. It's I've got those Tesla stealing blues. You know, I just, brilliant. Anyway. Right. That's good. Boy. Yeah. Yeah, there's a There's a, a, there's a musical there. A musical. I would. Oh, yeah. I would buy tickets. And I also give away the rights to right. that. Right. Okay. I will regret this. Terribly. Yeah, right. When well, that uh, becomes the next Hamilton. Yes, Tesla, exactly. <laughs> the Tesla blues. Yes. Okay, so John O'Neill started with cassette tapes in the 90s, which makes sense. Yep. 90 was still, that was when, you know, mixtapes were still in vogue and, and all that sort of thing, and that's how you got your, your name out. But so you were saying that that's, he is the Mountain Goats. Correct. Yes. Okay. We're going to, for, for the sake of this episode, we'll just refer to him as John Darneal. Yep, that's fine. I think that's fine. I hopefully, I don't know if he listens. Well, I wanted to send out some caveats because the Good. Mountain Goats fans, and you can hear my... Yeah. Oh, you Mountain Goats fans down tend and to be a little great. bit... Fanatic? Fanatical. That's good. Um, well, on a religious podcast, we are all-inclusive of fanatics. Yes. I will, I will make fun of them just like I make fun of all fanatics. I like to hear that. And we, and we will, and we will. And I know some of them, and they're lovely people. Uh, yes, some of them are nice people. Some of, yes, I, some of my best friends are Mountain Goats fans. There we uh, go. Most of these connections I'm making because I was inspired by you and Travis talking about cash. Excellent. I immediately started, music is my itch. So once that Great, happened, yeah. I was like, who else has these um, laterally cut careers where there is a... Mm beginning stage and then something happens along the way right and there's a there's a second stage if you will or oh, even a good. third stage good but as far as old new testament i find that darneal himself um and he's spoken about this a lot is very spiritual mm -hmm. and is very knowledgeable about the bible yeah and once you start sort of pulling some of this stuff away you realize how much biblical stuff is in here yeah um, yeah and i liked the idea of you know, as an exercise and an ex intellectual curiosity, simply saying, oh, here's my drawing point. Everything before this is Old Testament. How does it fit? Oh, Everything nice. after this is New right. Testament. How does it fit? Oh, so great. I don't may mean this to be an ultimate or a definitive right. or even a right connection. <laughs> right, yeah, we're yeah, we not doing the um, definitive, like, right. musicological explanation of John Darnell. Yeah, this isn't an A to Z. No. So this is, I pulled, uh, I think, 10 or 12 songs ultimately. I don't know right. if we'll get to all of them. No. Uh, but the reason I did that... I'm telling you right now, we're not going to get <laughs> Okay, to good, good, good. <laughs> yeah. uh, the reason I did that was people, fans are always making top 10s lists of Mountain Goats. Right. You're talking about a band with five to 600 songs. Right. Constantly producing. And so it's easier just to say, these are the 10 that we're going to deal with, or these yeah. are the few that we're going to deal with. People will scream, oh, what about that one? Right. And that's a perfect excuse for them to write into yeah, your show. Please write into 12andup at gmail.com. 12 is always written out. We're formal that way. Yes. Good. All complaints go right there. Right. 12andup at gmail.com. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'll take them. So that's, so that's really how I wanted to yeah. start. Um, yeah. And, and one of the things I wanted to say early about the Mountain Goats. So, so 12 and up, or, uh, Mountain Goat Fanatics, back off, relax. Correct. Or make it's, your own list. Yeah. Send in your list. You know, I'll post it on the Facebooks. I'll put it on the Twitters. 
It'll get on all the social medias. And I think, I think there are people out there who would jump on that ability and be like, oh, this is the one that he left off. Right. This is the Good. one that really cinches it. Good. So Yeah, we're looking for discourse, dialogue. Exactly. All right. <laughs> uh, so where do you want to start? How do we want to? Oh man! So well, help me out. Help me understand this. This like what you might think is the Old Testament aspect of, okay. of Darnell. Let's start with that and move towards because then it makes sense in my own mind. Sure. So I went right with the early days, the early okay. cassette recordings. One, they're a little bit more primitive. Right. Two, there is a intellectual speed at which he is writing. They're very emergent. They're very. Um, they're songs that are inspired by the moment. He sits okay. down, says, I want to sing this, and within a few moments, wow. produces a song. I'm sure there's some more that give and take in there. Let's hope he spends a little time working yeah. on polishing it. We, but, <laughs> nobody likes a genius. No, no, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> as, as he leaves the tape world, mm -hmm. he then signs with a label named 4AD. They did, they're responsible okay. for like the Pixies and okay. um, the Cocktoo Twins and a lot of bands that really came out of the 80s. Oh, nice. Okay. There's a sudden change to studio recording. Mm. The first album in that series is called Tallahassee. Oh, okay. And I have the title song as one of the tracks I wanted to yeah. sing about today or talk about today. Yeah, let's, well, let's start with Tallahassee. All right. So Tallahassee is this really fantastic midway point between Old and New, right. Testament, Old and New, um, you know, the new beginnings, this new world. Yeah. Right? And he, he starts it by putting to bed the alpha couple. So the whole album is a concept album about right. these two people who are horrible alcoholics, they're terrible to each other, their oh, relationship okay. is holding on strictly by the thinnest of threads, and they think that moving from California across the country to beautiful <laughs> Tallahassee, Florida, nice. will solve all their woes. Interesting. And of course, it doesn't. Um, wait, wait. So that's that's new for me because I always that my plan was to move to Tallahassee. Hopefully, it wasn't to save a relationship no. that was based on. Yeah, that, that's always been the promised land in my mind. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, Tallahassee, obviously. Wow. <laughs> I, I can't tell. I don't know you well enough to know if you're joking or not. <laughs> no, I'm a I'm a I'm a um, northeasterner. Yeah. I'm not a New Englander. God yeah, help I mean, I'm me. Sure I'm sure somebody never out there who wants to move to Tallahassee. Hey, great. Right. Equal opportunity. I, yeah. But who? I mean, why? But that's fine. So they move to Tallahassee, but the dysfunction of the relationship continues with them, it sounds like. Correct. The idea of no matter where you go, your right. problems come with you. You know, right. you can't escape anything until it's fixed. Um, and so 
you know, they arrive oh, by cover good. of night. Yeah. And there's this delightful, you know, what's the opening line? Window facing, an ill-kept front yard. Yeah. Uh, plums on the tree, heavy with nectar. But here's the next part. Yes. Uh, prayers to summon the destroying angel. Yeah, that's a great line. I underline that line. Well, yeah. here is, at one point I had thought I was talented enough to write a book about this album. Oh, wow. Um, and so I'd, I'd put down about 30 pages, and I, I really focused on the opening lines here. Window facing An ill-kept front yard Plums on the tree Heavy with nectar Prayers to summon the destroying angel Moon stuttering in the sky like film Stuck in a projector mm. And I love the wordplay of destroying angel mm -hmm. One, it's a highly poisonous mushroom Oh, the destroying angel is a mushroom? Yes oh. And it works really well with these plums That are heavy with nectar falling to the ground Oh, and, and feeding, that kind of feeds the... Right, so... Oh, wow. But, of course, the destroying angel is also... Let's see if I can pronounce this right, right? Is uh, Mashit or Malak? Yeah, Malak uh, is good. Yeah. Uh, from, you know, we go with Second uh, Samuel 24, 15, right. and Chronicles, and all these sort of guest pop-up appearances he right. has in the Bible, yeah. which is, you know, this, this prayer is not just to cause these mushrooms, but to also cause death to arrive you know the physical right. manifestation of destruction and and yeah and um the i don't know you know the idea that something bigger than us will destroy us and that's a very old testament although i heard it also as rapture looking yeah because when we think of of like rapture end time stuff there is again this idea or at least in some aspects of christianity there's going to be fire, sulfur, all that fun stuff that yep. they used to have in the Old Testament that we lost. we got to bring it back. Um, and, and so I heard it in that way as well. It's yeah. kind of like uh, these, this capstone. Obviously, for those who have listened to me, you know I don't buy into that. But it's still fun to imagine, right? Oh, it's, it's great metaphor. I mean, it's yeah. great storytelling. If, yeah. How do you end? <laughs> I mean, if you look at the Bible strictly as a piece of literature, how do you end such an epic? Right. You destroy the world. Why not? I mean, everything comes crashing down, and here's where, if you've been paying attention and following the instructions... So what you're saying C.S. Lewis's The Last Battle wasn't an original thought? I, I'm saying it was, <laughs> but... But not his. But not his original uh, thought, yeah. C.S. Lewis... Oh, I like the save on that one. You that charlatan. <laughs> well, that's, you know, it is charlatan Stan Lewis, as is... It's, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> not, not even remotely. You almost have me I'm for sorry, a second. I'm it's like, like Chuck or something, could, you know? I could imagine the Brits naming their kid Charlatan. Yeah. I mean, they didn't... Alistair is a common name. Oh, Alistair's like, a great name. It is a great name if you want to get your kid... Have the snot beat out of him every day in the, the playground. Well, I feel like if your name is Alistair, you also probably wear a lot of capes in high school. Yeah. And yeah. Not, not to dis disperse any Alistairs out there. No, no. But, like, if you don't have white hair from birth... Right. Then you're not Alistair. You shouldn't be an Alistair. Yeah. Right. You should right. be just Al. Just go with Al. Yeah, They're cool. Parents, if you have a kid and you name your kid Alistair and they have like yeah. anything but white hair, you need to bleach it. Yeah. You need if, to bleach their hair. If crows don't talk to them, oh, you yeah. know? Yeah. 
then you're not doing your job as a parent. Yeah, right? It's just basic decency. Yeah, just, they messed up in the omen. It really should have been an Alistair. <laughs> so part of what I loved about this idea of summoning a destroying angel, and, and this is, I didn't know about the bigger story. Yeah. So I think there might still be some connection with that is further on in this song, we have there is no deadline, there is no schedule, there is no plan that we can fall back on. I heard that as, so, so with, with the Christians who kind of fall into this rapture theology, right, there's a lot of what's the plan? What's the timeline? I mean, in the 1840s, the Millerites gathered together saying, the end is coming, right? And they had what was called the Great Disappointment because it didn't happen. It's fantastic. <laughs> right? And, and then he said, no, wait, I got it wrong. It's next year. So then they had the second Great Disappointment. Um, there was no third, apparently. Well, by then, I think you're having trouble keeping that ship afloat. Right, right, you know, yeah. The bloom is pretty much off the rose <laughs> yeah. of Armageddon when you keep going, oh, my watch has stopped. Right, you know? right. So, but I, I, so that's, I like to say this idea of capturing this, um, the imagery of rapture or of destruction, but keeping that open-endedness, which goes in the face of a lot of um, Christian rapture ideology. You know, for those who were reading the Left Behind series, first, get a better, better series to read. It's just poorly written, but you, <laughs> it's just not good writing. Um, that's the one thing I could say about Dan Brown, as ridiculous as his stuff is, his writing's slightly better. Yeah. I'll give him that. And, and there's, you know, hey, look, if you want to read popcorn fiction, all well and good. Yeah. Elevating the conversation and elevating the literature also elevates the message and also elevates, I think, the metaphor and right. symbolism of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I agree. At some point, I never read the Left Behind series. Nor should you. But, <laughs> but I equate it, evolutionarily speaking, with Twilight in terms of its mass, fair. purposeful yeah. mass appeal. Right, right. But again, like the, the style, the level of, of literature, it's not going to be found in the annals of great literature centuries from now. No, it will be. It will live up to its namesake. Yeah. Left behind. Oh, nice thing done. So, but I love that. It, so that's why, like, there is no deadline. There is no schedule. There is no plan that we can fall back on. And, and because, and, and I, I'm going to swing this back to yeah. the particular, but a lot of times in Christianity, um, there is this sense of, like, we're just going to fall into God's plan. Or, or um, like uh, Christian preppers are really fun because they will say, like, well, we know that the end is coming, so as long as we just got our bomb shelter ready and we've just got the food prepared, then we don't have to, you know, you know care at all about people in the world because we're just going to fall back on God's plan that the end's going to come and we're going to be okay. Yeah. And this is this great awakening. It's like, no, you can't do that. Um, you've got to fall back. You've got to look at what you're living, and you've got to live life fully, completely, with responsibility, which is what the couple is, is realizing they have to face when they, this is what I'm gathering from, they go to Tallahassee, yeah. like, it's going to change everything, and like, oh, it doesn't work. Right. And there's an immediacy to that knowledge that we're, you know, it's, it's the immediacy to that knowledge, to me, seems to be the uh, moment where you're trying to make it work so hard that yeah. you're doing all of the things like, oh, we, we need to move, we need to get a house, we need to reestablish, we need right. to do this. It's kind of like, as silly as it is, you know that moment in Groundhog Day where Bill Murray's done the day for like six years and he takes out Andy McDowell and things are clicking? Right. And he goes to the snowman and that one moment of the snowman is so perfect. Right. But then the next night, he throws it all. He just, he doesn't give her a moment to catch up. He just throws it like, 
you know, moment to moment, line to line. Right, right. I, I tend to think in terms of <laughs> pop culture stuff like well, that. I mean, but yeah, Groundhog Day is a fine movie and a fine musical. <laughs> is there a Groundhog Day musical? Oh yeah, I think it was nominated for a Tony or two. Oh, my! Like it actually. My it, musical knowledge is is not as high as it should be. Clearly. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> I slept on that. Wow. Yeah. No, Groundhog Day, the musical, and I think the star he broke his leg in one of the rehearsals and still did or something. Anyways, that's a whole other story. Did he have to keep breaking his leg? I, you know, <laughs> that's a part of the problem with that musical. But apparently, it actually did really well um, as a musical. But yeah, I like that idea of, um, you know, that stop. I mean, people, I mean, how many couples, when, when they are struggling, say, if we just get a dog, or right. if we just have a child, if we just bring a distraction, and then, then we won't have to, that, that'll save our relationship. Yeah. And I think, you know, as, I mean, I grew up in the Lutheran church. Oh, but to well, me, this is over. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm really sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, no, Lutherans are good people, First time too. a podcast has ever been pulled <laughs> yeah. mid-show. Mid yeah, I almost, thought you were you Presbyterian. You people switching to, uh, <laughs> to Fox News or whatever. I, I thought this was a reputable right, Christian right. podcast, not one with Lutherans. I had a vision, and God told me that Lutherans were A-OK -okay in his book. So They're I, I fine. Lutherans are fine. Allow me a to little, be gender normative even. A there. little too heavy on grace. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's remember uh, that you still need to act nicely. Yes. But go ahead. But, but the idea is, is, you know, the spoiler alert in life is we all die. Oh, that's right. We you do, know, don't we? So, so the end is nigh. You know, oh, yeah. the end is coming. And so all you have is that idea of I need to be, I would like to be better tomorrow than I am today. I would like to be a stronger, right. better person. The idea that, you know, why, in my mind at least, we take it up with God and, and the Lutherans like there, well, let me just ask for forgiveness publicly and then privately rather than, right. you know, in confession, is, is it's sometimes harder to hold yourself accountable when you promise yourself, mm -hmm. I will do this right. to hold yourself accountable. Because now you're the one who's legitimately going to let you down. And when you say things publicly, you're bringing that to light. Yeah. Um, Nicely done. So I figure like, All to right. me, that's yeah. like these preppers and stuff like that. Yeah, the world it will come to an end. Humanity eventually will, will probably wipe itself out. Yep. If you read the news, you can be depressed Sooner about that later. all you want to <laughs> yeah. be. But you know, there's a, a, a great handful of us who aren't going to make it that long. Right. And so celebrate what you have now. Why mm. do you want to go out and be remembered as a jerk? Why do you want to have people lie at your funeral and be like, oh, yeah, no, Eric, he was a super guy. I, I'd much rather have him <laughs> honestly say he was a super guy or, right. man, he really tried. He fought some he demons, really, but he was really going right, for it. Right, right. I um, usually say at funerals when the people weren't that great, I said, it was a complicated life they lived yeah. and left a lot of complicated relationships. I would love is, if actually that was said mm. at, at like almost every funeral, yeah, right? Kind because of true. what is what is the old adage? If people don't like you, you're not doing it right. Um, oh yeah, you're going to step on toes in life. I bet you're a great teacher, and I really try. <laughs> I make every effort. Um, if you make at least one kid cry every year, then I, you're winning. I do a lot with self-esteem building. And so every time they do talk about the canon or <laughs> curriculum, I'm like, yeah, but where do the kids feel like they've accomplished something? Where do they feel like they've achieved? Right. You know, I like the idea of these. I love Revelation as a book because I like the idea of the big ending. 
Yeah. I want the car chase. I want, yeah. you know. You liked Endgame. I, I did. I really did. It was, I, I liked it too. It was good fan service. Exactly. And that's what it needed to be. I mean, we could spend a whole episode on that. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah. But that's not. So Tallahassee, so, that's, so this is the beginning of his shift, you're saying. Yes. From there. So I think that the destroying angel, I mean, obviously we're reading into it more, and we should have even said before all of this, author's intent is only a part of the conversation and influences us, but we just don't know what John Darnielle's intent was, and to a degree, it doesn't matter. And he will, he will, you know, he has gone on record and mm -hmm. has said things to the line of like, yeah, there's things in my stuff which I don't intend. You know, there, right. there are things that I'm working out, and I'm focused on saying my message, I'm paraphrasing. Right. And then what you're, once it's in the world, it's now subject to scores of impressions. Right. And I think we were, you know, goofing on the fans earlier, but one of the things that Mountain Goat fans do is they latch onto these songs really hard. Okay. Because they yeah. are honest, because they are truthful, because there's so much emotion, and you don't get a lot of singers talking about divorce or, yeah. or talking about, you know, childhood traumas. Well, can we go to the, this next, Answering the oh, Phone? Yeah, I yeah. don't know if that's the same album. What do you... So Answering the Phone... Because I think this is, that's a good segue. ...is an unreleased track from an album called We Shall All Be Healed. Answering the phone. First of all, it was unreleased, but I put it in here because it's it is it's a powerful yeah. song. Yeah. So yeah, I love that it's just about what I hear is just about brokenness, and and they're searching for the reason for the brokenness. I mean, even maybe I didn't get an, enough milk when I was a baby, but starting right at the beginning, and maybe I never you know maybe I never listened you know learned the value of the penny. I'm not gonna read all the lyrics, but maybe I listened to that first Black Sabbath album, the one with the witch on the front, one time too many. What a great line. So, so I am going to correct myself. Yeah. It was all hail West Texas. Okay, that was off of, but yes, but it um, so that yeah that emphasis on and that's the whole song. What part of what I really like is that it there isn't this isn't this there isn't a redemption in in this song, right? I'm looking at yeah, it just says I think there's I think there's something wrong with me. I think something snapped on wrong, maybe permanently, and it just continues with it doesn't say. But I feel like there's something good. No, yeah. And there's a, a search, what I love about it is there's a search for excuses, right? Like maybe right. I didn't do this and maybe I didn't do that. But like any good therapy, you can throw out all of these equations, but it actually, in a way, is the accumulation of all these mistakes, which is mm. where he is now, and now what do you do with it? Right. So, so I found that the, the lyrics where I, th I think it turned is, I'm going to tell you once, you got to listen, you came here for comfort, you came to the wrong place. Ugh. 
that's good. Yeah. And that's, that's part of the honesty, I think, that brings people to the goat's table, the mountain goat's table. Okay. And I think that connects people with John. You know, people who feel like... Yeah. In the same way that old country songs used to. Right. I, I've screwed up beyond redemption. I was an addict. I was an alcoholic. I've wronged people I loved. Right. Um, I've been despicable. I beat people. I turned my anger... Right. ...into fire. So Which I mean, is very Old Testament. This connects it with the cash of, of um, Folsom Prison Blues. Yeah. I hear that train and I, and I hang my head and cry. And there's no redemption in I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. Right. There's right. That, he doesn't say I'm sorry about statement. it. He's just like, this is just what I did. Yep. And I would like to be out there, but this is where I am and need to be. Yeah. And I can get caught in those daydreams. So this is very Old Testament if we want to keep that... Typology which is exactly going. why I felt like that yeah. and a couple of the other tracks which I had put in here, um, which we may not get to, were specifically chosen for their take on violence. They're mm. very youthful, male-dominated visions of darkness and yeah. like going to Georgia is, it's like his crowd pleaser. He stopped oh, playing okay. it in 2012. Oh, okay. Some guy at a show in 2016, maybe, gave him 60 bucks cash, and he was like, yeah, fine, I'll play it now. Um, which, I, you know, is more of a spoof than anything else, right, but right. he stopped playing it because he said, eventually you get to a point in your life where the romantic image of the criminally troubled male the guy who shows up on your front porch with a gun. Right. The guy who drinks too much Irish whiskey in his coffee. The right. guy who... Um, drinks Ca California Zinfandel, which is problematic in itself. <laughs> exactly, right? Not to be a wine snob, which I'm far from. The but I feel who, like Zinfandel is kind of problematic. Uh, yeah, no. If you're, Come on. There's those Zin heads. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Again, we have made um, room for all fanatics yeah, to make fun of all. Exactly. <laughs> I love, <laughs> I love the, I love the line um, about Black Sabbath. Yeah. Because what the focus of that Sabbath album is the one with the witch on front. He doesn't name a track. It's right. the occult, the the image that he's. Right. This narrator seems to be pulled into. Connects with the satanic scare of the 1980s. Oh, very much so. Right. Yeah. When when everything when I metal. I totally D &D. missed that when I was listening to Benny Goodman at that time. I was like, Why aren't you angry at my albums? Oh man, no one was mad at Benny Goodman. <laughs> How could you be mad? Sing, I think sing, even, sing. I mean, yeah. it's a. I mean, you can't be mad at Benny Goodman. No. I think most fascists. One of the first things they do is ban jazz, and I still think Benny oh. Goodman gets a pass. You know. Like, yeah. Even for the fascists, yeah. they're like. Come on in. Even Benny. Stalin is like, "Das ist gut." You know that. I don't know what accent that was, and I apologize to <laughs> both Russians and Germans for that. But well, but, but we don't want to apologize for making fun of Stalin. No, God, no. Yeah, no, no, he's he kind of earned it. Yeah, he's gonna. Yeah, he's earned it. <laughs> <laughs> he had that one coming. Sing, Stalin, your move. Stalin is home. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, good. But I love. Yeah. So I put answering in the phone in there because yeah, like a lot of it sums up a lot of. Uh, the previous stuff, which is this, this anger to violence, right. to now you deal with the ramifications. Right. And I, I kind of feel in my, in my heart that when we look at the Old Testament, yeah, you know, God kind of comes down, lays waste to the earth, and goes, "Rainbow, we're good, right?" And it's like, no, you've just murdered a lot of people. Right. Right. Uh, if we're if we're taking this literally. Starting over isn't something you can really do when you've got a planet full of life. Like, yeah. I don't start over my garden by just destroying well, half of it. Right. You know, like, you, you can't, you know, you're not sure about the way your two kids are growing up. You don't just <laughs> eliminate the other half. 
Oh, you don't? No, no. Uh, no, they have laws about that now. Recent ones. <laughs> yeah, but... but <laughs> not in Tallahassee. Not in Tallahassee. I think they're proud. I think that's uh, on their welcome sign. Welcome so you can do whatever <laughs> yeah. you want to your Welcome children. to Tallahassee. <laughs> have, we go back to Endgame, right? Go back right. to having have, the universe to save the universe. to save. So, I, mean, I hear in this also um, the prophets. Mm -hmm. So I think it's Jeremiah 7. I think it's in Jeremiah 7 where it's one of my favorite Jeremiah sermons where he stands on the footsteps of the temple and he says, thus says the Lord, I hate your worship. Your, your incense is offensive to my nostrils. Your prayers are dull and boring. And it's really, I mean, he's saying everything you're doing is just empty. You're missing the point. And there isn't any of like, if you just change, you'll be okay. Like, no, I hate it. I'm done. Yeah. Like that. There's a lot fantastic. of those extremes yeah. in the Old Testament. And I think you, you had a great show maybe two episodes ago. They're, by all, the, they're all great shows, but that's well, a... No. <laughs> the, two sh the great show that was two great shows ago... Okay, thank you. Nicely done. You talked about the division between Old Testament and New Testament. Yeah. And how... Can we look? Can we remove the Old Testament and not be anti-Semitic? Oh, right, right. That was with uh, Strickland. I yeah. have never in my life thought of that. My father was very New Testament. Right. He was very much a preacher of God's great will. We never had any um, preacher, you know, sinner at the hand of an angry God type sermons. Right. My dad was all about hope and, and strength. Which, and, incidentally, did you see that Jonathan Edwards was here in town just last week? I did. I didn't know he was still around and doing his sermons. I, I totally missed it. <laughs> he's, um, he's aged, but it's actually the, still the same sermon. He just kept going. Well, you've got a hit. Yeah. You stay with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's actually, Sorry, but you it's were like saying... It's like being stuck having written American Pie. You Poor just Don McLean. People only want the hit. What about Starry Night? I, That's a nice song. Is that a Don McLean song? It is. Okay. It is. Yeah. Um, as far as I know, Don McLean, his own song is an Old and New Testament. But, <laughs> yeah, anyway. But so, so, yeah, just to hear that, how important the... The, the Old Testament is for the New Testament to make that Yeah, connection. it was, um, I mean, I've always just kind of saw it as the springboard, like how we got to where we are and how, right. how as Christians, we get to where we are. I, it never dawned on me greater implications. Oh, yeah. And once I started kind of wrapping my mind about that, I went back to some of the Old Testament stuff Yeah. Uh, and said, okay, well, how am I? How have I been misreading this or mm. misunderstanding it? And I don't know if I came to any great, well, you, you know, know, you do what you can, epiphany on the idea. But it was, it was, it was really powerful moment. Um, I, we could just yeah. play all the hits. So the yeah, I, I, I would. But I, <laughs> folks, go back and listen to yeah. that episode that I did with Michael Strickland on um, Old Testament, and New Testament, and together with them. Um, I think one uh, a song that was like really on the nose. At least I saw it on the nose. Is pigs that ran straight straight away into the water. Triumph of yes. The story of the pigs who ran straight away into the water and their great triumph. Okay. You're gonna send me back to where I came from. Please don't send I didn't me get back the actual to where I came scripture from. passage. Yeah, it's uh, Mark 5, verse 13. And that's when Jesus casts out the demons and puts them in the pigs, right? Yes. That's what I, I was like, yeah, obviously. I mean, that, one, that title, a lot of these titles are a little vaguer, like answering the phone. I'm like, yep. I don't get that, but I'm, that's fine with me. I don't yeah. have to get it. You know, but that one was like, okay, I know where you're going. Well, I think that it enables you to open up this great door, but this was one, 
as a, as a younger listener where I started going, oh, wait, there's bigger things happening in these songs. Right. And the idea of these inmates, these prisoners, yeah. having this Johnny Cash hope of freedom. Right. But, you know, you, so, you, you, so you've demonically possessed all of these pigs. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. And then you say, there's the ocean, go. What's going through these demon pigs' minds? Like, right. we, we have a chance. We've got a fighting, you know. Or is it just... Or do they know they're running to their naturally death? Or yeah. suicidal? I've always wondered about that. A very strange and, and, moment. And the poor pig herders, like there goes our crop, there our livestock, there yeah. goes our income. Thanks the, a lot, Jesus. The Bible can be kind of rough on farmers and in this instant pig right. herders. Say nothing about the fig tree that Jesus curses and just withers away. And, Which I brought up, made a great connection with. Um, oh, where is our fig tree? It's gonna you're gonna hear some paper soon. Oh, uh, in Black Pear Tree. Oh, yeah. Which is a song that John Darnielle lets a singer-songwriter by the name of Khaki King mm -hmm. sing. I think it's, I could be wrong on this, but I believe it is the very first time someone has sung Ooh. entirely one of his songs within his catalog. Oh, wow. So this is, so you got to think like, okay, why this moment? Right. Why this song? It automatically has this level of gravitas. Yeah. He's been with the same bass player for since like 2000, 2001, maybe a little bit before. And, well, 99, because he's on a live track that I gave you. But Okay, yeah. Um, he only had a singing part on the last, one wow. of the last albums, the last, second to last album. We're Gox. not saying that John Darnielle is a megalomaniac. No, I think he's, a, he's, he's, he's just, he likes his control. He likes yeah. things how they're going to be. Right. And as an artist. You get that. Yeah, yeah. he has that privilege. There is a certain level of narcissism that's appropriate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so he, he, he's gone on record as saying Black Pear Tree is a song about feeling very far away from God. Mm. Um, oh, wow. And uh, there was a moment, I guess, where he was on tour in Sweden. And yeah. he, the doctor, you know, gave him a blood test. And this was in the late 90s. And he was like, I've got AIDS. Oh, my God. You know, he had done yeah. nothing to necessarily... But get it, to that level, but that level of hypochondria, right. fear, right. jettison that. And so he started to... And that makes sense for the 90s. The yeah. 90s, I mean, the AIDS epidemic was going like crazy. Right. So if you feel yeah. a certain series of manner, right. here it comes. Right. Um, and so... Yeah. So, you know, somebody's... I mean, the end of that song, Black Pear Tree, has somebody's going to get screwed. Um, but I like, it won't be me. Some, someday I'm going to walk out of here free. There we have some redemption. Right. Almost the beginning of a turn. And we go back to that sort of fruit imagery from Tallahassee. Oh, yeah. You know, we've got the, the oh, fig, the, the fig and, falling. Right. So if you can follow, the, you, you, you did. You managed to, to piece where I got. I got years there. to get. So if I got there, then the rest of the listeners are all with us. I hope so, too, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was looking at, like, you know, the idea of forgiveness in prayer. Uh, forgiveness so that others, mm. you know, that if you forgive yourself... Finally, others can learn to forgive you. Right. You know, and you can accept forgiveness and you can give forgiveness. But you have to first fix the problems in you. Right. Um, so it's a commentary to Tallahassee. Yeah, I believe it ways. is in a case. Um, that opening line, I dug a hole and filled it with compost. This is oh, somebody who wants is... that tree to grow. Right. This isn't the... You know, Jesus, one of the most petty things Jesus has done in the entire Bible is walk by a fig tree, say, give me fruit. 
the tree doesn't permit give fruit. And so he curses it. And so, he, yeah, he wipes it off the planet. And right. Well, that poor tree. I, Maybe it was all picked dry the day before. He doesn't know. He doesn't well, know that tree. Now he doesn't you know the tree's story. Of course, there'll be Christians saying, no, he knew. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but and, and, and maybe he did. Maybe he did. I'm maybe. going with what's in the text. All we know is that Jesus cursed a tree, and the next day the disciples said, look, the tree's dying. Yeah. And he had it coming. It had it coming. Just it was a to, sinful tree. Just had to give the fig <laughs> up. That's all it had to do. There's got to be some kind of fig pun in there that I'm just oh. not finding. At and the there's moment. somebody at home who is definitely yeah. like. Write in your fig puns to 12enough at gmail.com, and I'll read, them on, I'll read them on the next episode. I really feel like if you need a T-shirt, it should have figs on it, you know. A fig shirt. A fig shirt. Boy, the pun is like right I, I there. I know. It's no close. It's, um, anyway. but, but I, so I looked, started looking at If I could pears. just figure it out. Have you, do you, that was your pun. Oh, my God. You know what? You said it twice even, and I, it went right through my skull and re- That's okay. rebounded. If, well, if um, I have to repeat it, then it's not a good pun. Well, I became so obsessed with, with this concept <laughs> of what the hell a black pear tree is. Like, oh. What's a black pear? Is it a thing? It is. Oh. Um, it's huh. a tree that came from England, and as best as they can say, it comes from Rome. So a tree that comes from Rome to England, then from England to the United States. Correct. Um, That's appropriate. It's inedible unless okay. you cook Also it. appropriate. Oh, you have to cook it. Yeah. So it's a tree that appears to have no usable value until you know what to do with it. Interesting. And I kind of feel, as far as the as as the song goes, oh, yeah, life has no value unless you know what to do with it, unless you have that goal. Right. And for me, you know, the goal yeah. of being better, the goal of of of, of having something to grow. I dug a hole and filled right. it up with compost, rested on the cool grass for a minute. I saw the future in a dream last night. There's nothing in it. Well, but, yeah. why are you prepping for the future? Why are you planting a, a baby tree? Why are you right. having kids if the world is a bleak place? If you hate everything in the future so much or you're so... Right. I mean, this has a stubborn resolve, like, I'm not going to give up. It right. even says, uh, you know, um, I dug my heels in for the winter and I waited for the snow. And I, I see that as that kind of like, come on, bring it. Yeah. I'll, I'll take your worst and I'm going to be able to withstand it. You know, and, and you know, something was stuck up in the clouds, was stuck up there, it couldn't let go, you know, and just skipping ahead again. It's like somebody's going to get screwed, but it won't be me. Yes. But what a powerful song. For some reason, I go back to Jesus with the Pharisees. Mm. Um, one of my favorite biblical moments is where the Pharisees come to Jesus, and they're like, hey, paraphrasing, do right. some of your parlor tricks. <laughs> right, right. And he's like, Nope, and he just walks away. <laughs> and it's that idea that, that that's not faith. Faith isn't right. seeing the trick. Right. Faith isn't, um, you know, yeah, seeing it guarantees it. Okay, yeah, I guess you are the son of God. But ha- having to just believe that it's there, believe that it's an occurrence, believe that after the winter things will be better, believing yeah. that this tree will grow into something that's not readily usable. I'm planting a black pear tree. I can't, you can't just pull it. this off in the summer. Right. I now have to do several more steps right. to get this to something that works. So believing in God, you know, if this, let's see if this works. Believing in God isn't necessarily enough. I have to now apply right. the things that I've done. I have to make that belief into something. So I have I, to make it work. Right, and so follow that progression from Tallahassee and answering machine where we have brokenness and we have this kind of avoidance of the Mm -hmm. real challenges to the pigs 
where we start to see some movement for redemption. And we don't, I mean, we're, we're creating our own art. Yeah, 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 of course. Which is fine. That's what we do in the postmodern era. Uh, exactly. We create our own meaning. To now black pear tree, we're like, I am going to work to make meaning. And that's beautiful. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly, and that leads then into another one of the tracks that I gave you, which was um, Amy Spent Gladiator Part 1. Do every yes. stupid thing that makes you feel alive. Just, just stay alive. That's, that's the that for me. If I was to come up with a, a colon subtitle, which is Amy, aka Spent Gladiator Number One, colon. Yep. I mean, it's getting laborious at this point. Well, but it <laughs> <laughs> used to be an old comic book company. Well, there's a comic book company called Dark Horse. Oh yeah. And for a while, yeah, they had the rights to Alien and Predator. Oh. And the nice. joke was that it would be like Aliens colon Predator colon fight in cold winter, colon, <laughs> like part one, entropy, colon. And it was just this nice. list yeah. of yeah. things. Like that's the whole, yeah. you're just turning the page. Yeah, it's 24 pages of title. title. You're like, like, at some point they fight, right? <laughs> yeah. And then it's coming next next month for how that actually happens. And uh, Yeah, and, and, and it brought to mind Romans 12, 1 and 2, Ooh, right? Do Romans. not be conformed by this world, but be transformed yeah. by the renewal of your mind. Do every stupid thing that makes you feel, that alive. Makes you feel alive. Do yeah. every stupid thing to drive, Do try to drive you down. Again, we... Look, uh, here's... We are our own worst enemies, mm-hmm. right? And... I, I don't know. I mean, I loved. <laughs> I'm probably the least likely person who grew up as a pastor's kid in that I know just enough to be dangerous. Yes. Um, but to me, it was, and my dad's thing was like, God sets this in motion. Like, God right. is, is, is the parent who says, okay, you're grown now, go. Mm. And I'll be here when you need me. Right. And if you need to talk and you need to let off some steam, here I am. Right. But really, you need to solve these things for yourself. And if you're coming with me with complaints, I'm just going to look at you until you work it out. Nice. And I like to have God a little more active with us as well. You know, that's prayer sure. and such. Is that's probably oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Coming, like, hey, can you help me out with this? And God might say, well, let's try this way. And I find that, well, that for way. me, uh, yeah, yeah prayer's but, always been a thing of thanksgiving. Okay, I very yeah. rarely try to pray for things I want. Right. You know, there's right. been times where I've been like, oh, God, please don't let this All right. be. We're going to put a pin in that yeah. and go to. Psalm 42. Yeah. You need to finish this, this okay. statement there with the Romans and not conforming to the world because I think you're making a great point. So I love, like, even like the lines, let people call you crazy. Um, yeah. If, uh, my, my favorite one, and actually was the impetus for a lot of my own tattoo work, mm. was, um, was the line, if they laugh at your t- tattoos, get new ones in extremely garish views. Which is, if someone's going to mock you for the things that you love, right. just push harder. Just, yeah. You know what? You don't like my hat? 
here's my bigger hat. Right, right. I mean, I mean even, uh, you know, make up magic spells. Yeah. I mean, just like, go to the absurd. Yeah, this song, I mean, this song I also think can really speak to people who, to especially adolescents that are wrestling with bullying, that are wrestling with being, yes. feeling included, or am I, am I just weird, or what's wrong with me? To say, no, do what you're doing, just stay alive. Yeah, and, and enjoy it. Like, you know, like right. I, I think about, I mean, there's no, like, just enjoy it in the song, but right. to me, that concept even of the spent gladiator. Yeah. Like, you're exhausted, you're covered in, in blood, you've already fought immeasurable things, right? and they're still wanting more of you. And that's life. They're always going right. to want more from you. Yeah. Well, just you've got to fight. And whatever helps you, whatever weapon works for you. Right. If, if people are like, you're too weird, and you like being weird, then double down. Yeah. Like, if you get a kick out of, like, I mean, I always say to my students, like, live the life you want to live just short of hurting people or letting people hurt you. And if right. it gets to that point, no. Yeah. You make a good libertarian. You know, <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, the lefty side of me is kind of just cringed, but yeah, I appreciate that. I like to being a man of multiple things. There we go. Legion, right. I am legion. In the right? Venn diagram, I contain multitudes. Be a place. And this, I think, is a real indictment of the church. Church really? broadly construed. Okay. Because I think, like all institutions, there's this desire for conformity. Yeah. And if you have someone go into church, and I've seen this with my own work as a pastor, was, I, you know, I've had someone that joined the church or become a part of the church, which is just odd. You know, and not odd, dangerous, but just odd, just sticks out. Yeah. People are like, I don't know if they really fit in here. And I was like, they're doing their faith the way they feel called to do it. Right. How dare we? Yes. You know, how dare we say no to them? Really, we should be saying, yes, let's make space. I mean, the, you know, the yes and of right. the improvisation. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like, yes and, just stay alive. And I like that. And don't hurt others. Well, my, <laughs> so it brings to mind a story. There was a, a woman in my church. My dad had a, a parish in West Warwick, Rhode Island. And if you don't know West oh, Warwick... Oh, West Warwick. That's like the... It's the, a little impoverished. Yeah. Uh, once the soap factories and the costume jewelry and the textile mills moved out, all that was left was poverty. Right. And again, there's a joke somewhere where you lose the soap, the costume jewelry, and the textiles. There's something. Yeah. There's I think, a joke again, in I there feel, or something, but I don't um, want to make a joke It's of going the to be a dark one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it'll be a West Warwick But there was a joke. woman who showed up every Sunday, and she wore, you know... I would assume the best blue jeans that she had. We're talking mm -hmm. early '90s, '80s. Right. Still, back when it was still not looked on. You had Sunday clothes, right? Right. Um, and you know, and she would wear T-shirts with print on them, and it would advertise sports team or something. And right. she wanted to be a greeter. And my dad right. was like, "Cool, you want right. to give an hour of your Sunday? Get here early on a Sunday, right? To worship a thing." that we're all just kind of hoping exists <laughs> so yeah, that right. at the end of this life, we can get some kind of reward, which right, we're not right. promised, Right. Then, then fine, here are a bunch of pamphlets, hand them out. And people in the church, some of the more traditionalists, got right. really upset. Mm -hmm. And my dad said to them, he's like, feel free to go to her and say, you adopted a dress code that you believe God will and won't accept. <laughs> and then show her the biblical stuff, which says... Jesus hates blue jeans, you know, nice, or, nice, or God, yeah. God wasn't a fan of your favorite Hello Kitty shirt. Right. You, like, you're here. That's the important part. Right, You've right. come to worship. And uh, that, to me, is Amy's, Amy, a.k.a. Spent Gladiator. But I like oh, it yeah. as an indictment of the church. I like it as... Yeah, and, and I think that's, that's something we need to be reminded of again and again. 
I'm noticing the time. Yes. Where, I mean, this is, here's my problem. I, I, there's, I still wanted to get to Psalm 42. So we have like five minutes? You wanna... I think we got five minutes. Right. And I also want to do Heretic Pride. I'm just going to mention Heretic Pride. Such a fun song. And folks, read about either Polycarp, who is around 69 to 156 AD, or read about Ignatius of Antioch. I think Heretic Pride could be speaking to either of them. So go ahead. And, and you know what? I'll even allow the Wikipedia entries just this once. Wow. I know. I, not even I allow those in the class. Uh, magnanimous? You're if good. nothing else. You are good. No, but just, and listen to Heretic Pride. I, I think that idea of just their resolute, I don't, I'm sure, I, I, I'm not sure. I can't, I, I'd be surprised if Darnell was actually thinking about them, but there's such a great overlap. His knowledge of sort of Roman and Greek philosophy yeah. is Oh, so steeped. he may, so he may. So it's a very real chance. He may not have been thinking about right. them, but there's a lot of that probably bouncing around his head. Yeah. Um, for, for sure, for certain. So, but Psalm 42, um, I'm going to read the verse yes. that he's referencing. And it is, He drew me up from the desolate pit, out of the miry bog, and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. And first, I love Myrie Bog. That's such a great... And that's the NRS ver, NRSV version. That's obviously the kind that Jesus prefers. Um, I think it's got the stamp of approval it in there. It, yeah. has, it has the Jesus imprimatur. Jesus right tested, Jesus Holy te Spirit approved. <laughs> yes. <laughs> fantastic. Uh, but I, what I love is, is, is that the reference to that is so subtle. Light cascading through the windows All the rainbows, heavy tones I mean, you have, and I'm, try, I'm even trying to find him, looking at where well, he's raised me from the pit and set me, and set me high. He has raised me from the pit and set me high. But it takes a while for him to get there. He returns to it again. He has fixed his sign in the sky. He's raised me from the pit and set me high. Let me in that, left that place in ruin, drunk on that spirit and high on fumes. There's such, there is that hope in there. I mean, it, it, well, it's a weird hope because if you look at the opening lyrics, and it right. took me a while, they destroy the church. Yeah. So these kids come in and root, like, you know, turn over the tables, as you will. They right. they vandalize a church. Yes. Yeah, great that, And by I, I think I'm sort of predicting where right. you were going with this, but like the idea that what they have left with is the spirit and yeah. the, and the holiness, not. Right. The church isn't the church. You know, it's, it's not the God building. isn't the it's church, the, it's the people. Right. It's the... And, and I think, and so you know, here, first we started by trashing, not trashing, but criticizing church institutions. Or m metaphorically trashing a church. Yeah. And, and what I hear in this is, those times when we see churches often at their best is when they lose all the material and they say, that's not who we are. We're going to build, I mean, it, it, it's been long enough, but when... It, um, it's been at least 15 years since there was a, a horrible shooting at an Amish community in Pennsylvania. You know, a man went in there and, and just killed yeah. these kids. And, and people were shocked at the response of the Amish and saying, like, we're going to forgive the person. We're going to help out the, this individual's family. You know, and that, there's an example where I see, I mean, it's, this is much, much more violent than what Darnell's talking about. This community has been trashed. And they said, that's not the totality of who we are. Yeah. And, and the reliance on God to lift them up, which is what the psalm is about. 
Yes. The psalm is, is not saying, I'm going to do it. It's God's going to do it. Right. Which is a wonderful turn. Again, we don't know what Darnell was thinking. It probably, I don't know if these, I, I can't imagine these songs were done. Well, this was an album concert. where he used these Bible verses as inspiration for the songs. Oh, fantastic. So, yeah, the idea that perhaps, I mean, what in your mind, I guess, goes to that from Psalm 40. Yeah. Like, it, it's not an arbitrary thing. Yeah. And I love the adding. It's almost like he adds to the verse with, Lord, send me a mechanic if I'm not beyond repair, which is just a gorgeous yeah, metaphor. That's good. For, you know, like that old joke about the guy, floodwaters are rising and the oh, boats come and right. he cusses God and God's like, eh, I sent you three boats. What do you want? Right, <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Get on the boat, you moron. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, but that idea of like, if I'm not beyond repair, I, you know, and he fixed his, his sign in the sky is the very next line. And where, how does it end? Look for me everywhere the burn marks form, trying to find in nope, a place. Nope, that's actually a different. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah. He has raised me from the pit. He will set me high. The frozen air. Lord, send me a mechanic. If I'm not beyond repair, he has fixed his such hope right I think that's a good place for us to end that episode because I end this episode because I would have I will have uh, put in a lot of songs in there yep. as well so. no that's fine um, but to end with that hope we started with Tallahassee with this despair with answering machine and to end with this really profound hope is, is amazing we barely touched you know mole you also mentioned oh what there's a, a great song that is and I'll put the whole list on the show this could notes. be its own series but yeah. I leave you with these gems yeah. to work through. So uh, people listen to listen to the Mountain Goats or listen to John Darnielle. You choose. Yes. We're not going to force you to listen to one or the other. Just listen to his vocals. You can drown out everything else. <laughs> well, thank you. He's, this was awesome. Oh, this and was great. And I hope to have you on again. I, yeah. Enough, nothing else. I'm going to even put it out there. I have a very limited experience and knowledge of punk music. Yeah. You seem to have a very deep and rich knowledge and experience of punk music. It's firmly ingrained in my upbringing, yes. And, and if I can offer any gift to my listeners, I would think it's for them to listen to punk. I think if you go back and you can ignore the swears and you can ignore some of the, the juvenile aggression, right. there's a lot there. So I'm hoping that you can make a, make a 12 enough pledge right now that we'll come back on and, and, I, and we'll do a, a punk. Most certainly will, okay, yeah. There you have it, folks. He made the 12 enough pledge. <laughs> First one ever. I don't know what it means, if it has any kind of bindingness to it. But uh, I'm putting we are my hand on a Formica table and pledging yes. that I will return. I am going to get out a, a, a knife with a ram's head on the very end of it, and we will slit the palm oh, so fantastic. that it's sealed in blood. Yeah, let's right? go old school on yeah, this. Totally yeah, school. exactly. Right. <laughs> go as Babylonian as humanly possible. <laughs> yeah, right. I, um, folks, go, go to Cut X Cut podcast. It's a great podcast. It's fantastic music. I also really do enjoy the deep dives. You and your your guest, um, what's your guest? Chris. Or your, yep. your co-host, yeah, yep. Chris, so that you and so, um, you and Chris do. It's fantastic. Check that out. I can't encourage you to go to Eric's classes 
Unless you're a high school student that goes to Pilgrim. Yes. Otherwise, Please don't show up to my classes. Yeah. The, is a, we've gotten a little bit strict on that stuff. Yeah, especially if you're an adult. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is there a place, if people want to just contact you, is there an email? I think I've got severely leftist leanings on Facebook. So if Okay, so check, yeah, you know, check out Eric on Facebook. Yeah. And, um, and also give me your thoughts about Steinbeck. Oh, we didn't gosh. even get into that, but Eric is a huge Steinbeck devotee. Yep. But Eric, thank you very much for being on the show. Thank this you for fantastic. having me. I appreciate it. Excellent. Well, well, that was something. That well, boy, that was something. Uh, it really well. It was. I mean, I don't think I could say anything more accurate than that. That that was indeed something. And I would say it was something good. Didn't want to leave you hanging there. Didn't want to spoil you or something. Um, I'm gonna see if I could say something at least five more times in this uh, in this closing. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I, I had a lot of fun. I really have gotten to appreciate the Mountain Goats that much more. I know they're a band I was supposed to appreciate for some time because I am white and male and middle age, And um, so I am the, the key demographic for the Mountain Goats. So thank you, Eric, for introducing me, introducing me to them. If you uh, uh, liked that show or if you didn't like that show, let me know about it. You know, send me an email. Send me an email to 12enough at gmail.com. That's 12enough at gmail.com. I read all of your emails. I respond to most of your emails. The ones I don't like, I don't respond to. Uh, I'll still give you something. I'll throw you a candy or something like that. You know, for the effort. It's all about the effort. Uh, No, I do hope you enjoyed the show, and I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to it. So like I said, leave a comment. Go to 12enough. Um, or send it to 12enough at gmail.com um, if you want to see the show notes for the show uh, and hopefully I'll list I'll write out at least all the songs that we listened to and the other ones I'll, I'll list out all the songs that Eric suggested I listen to that we didn't get to all of them um, that is, the show notes are at 12enough.com 12enough.com uh, go to Facebook Facebook pages and Facebook slash 12enough and as always 12 is written out because we are not a lazy people and go listen to some uh, go listen to some mountain goats you know relax go for a Sunday drive let it play have a pensive moment in your life let that be the soundtrack of a time where you're making a life changing decision and you just need something to be playing in the background and enjoy it and as always thank you very much for listening 12 Enough is a podcast about Christian faith and culture in the modern age. Your host, Jonathan Malone, is the pastor of the First Baptist Church of East Greenwich, Rhode Island. Eric Carlson is one of the hosts of the Cut X Cut podcast. They pronounce it Cut by Cut, but I want you to go by Cut X Cut so you find it. The Cut X Cut podcast, and also he teaches English at Pilgrim High School in Warwick, Rhode Island thoughts, the ideas, the opinions, moments of brilliance, the moments where we, yeah, it's, it's okay, it's enough, and every other moment that happens on this podcast, do not, re- re- do not reflect or represent the Mountain Goats of John Darnielle, please, it's all out of love, all out of love, a lot of love, 
They do not reflect their churches, um, their places of employment, uh, their families, their friends, the pets they own, the pets they hope to own, the animals that lurk in their homes, or anything else of that matter. These are their own ideas. This was their podcast.